Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am tickled that you are here listening. Thank you for joining us, listener. We get together about twice a week to chew on God's word and share that with you in hopes that you are encouraged and edified as we are in our own lives and our ministries and whatever we're a part of and whatever we're bringing to the table. So this week we've got Luthaniel Heindegard. I think that nickname has been used before. Dang it! Ah! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm wearing out. Yeah. <laughs> Not the man I used to be. <laughs> That's all right. Welcome, Lou. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Lou, I just so enjoy having you on. Mostly thanks. because you're the you're you're an individual that I can I can get a certain delight of trying to keep you on your toes. Yeah. There's a satisfaction that fills my body <laughs> when I see panic enter your expression. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and listener, what you don't hear is after the episode is finished. Um, Lou spends 45 minutes begging me not to send it to the public. Uh, that is absolutely not true. <laughs> Chris, you can't say the things you've said on the podcast. You can't post that. Just looking out for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Somebody asked you. Yeah. Um, so I had a question. I had yeah. more of a thought that I want to yeah. want to get your two cents on. Sure. And we'll, <clears throat> we'll chew on it together respectively. Love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a, just a weird mental image. <laughs> yeah. I imagine like a, a lady in the tramp kind of scenario. <laughs> I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> okay. So sometimes when we're talking to non-Christians, but a uh-huh. lot of times, even in our own thinking or maybe yeah. discussion amongst believers, we're asking the question, is that a sin? Right? Sure. Um, I think in its most benevolent form, we have a desire to not sin for those of us who are in Christ because mm-hmm. we're new creations. We want to please our father. Yeah. Generally. And in the best circumstances. Yeah. However, however, I do think that a lot of times the subtle, subtle messaging in there mm-hmm. can be, um, you know, is this a sin? Can I, <laughs> is it? It's real close to the line. Like how much, sure. can, how close can I get to God's yeah. boundaries here right. and uh, quote unquote, enjoy my life or, you know, or, or we just want, we have a propensity to want to mm-hmm. indulge in the flesh. Like that's still present with us until sure. it all gets burned away in glory and we're burned away. Glory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a mental image Gosh. for you. Um, <laughs> and I had this thought, like how often does it enter my mind or yours? Sure. Maybe you can answer this to, Instead, ask the question, what, what more could I be doing to delight God? Mm-hmm. You know, when I um, am doing real good husband stuff, top of my top form, Chris. Top of your game. Top of my game. Um, I want to go out of my way to delight her. She doesn't have to ask me anything. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm, I'm dreaming up ways to, mm-hmm. to make her pleased and to love her well. Yep. And um, that's not always the case. Sometimes I'm thinking, hmm, don't, you know, was that okay? You know, <laughs> do I have to repent and confess that? Um, but I wonder, do you find yourself often asking the question? Yeah. How, how can I please the Lord? What more can I do? Yeah, that's a great question. When you initially ran that by me, um, I was like, oh yeah, that's intriguing. Because that was something that I used to think about quite a bit. And so... Um, Back when you were a... A youngin, a young wee lad. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Yeah. So a bit uh, of my story, I like around, oh gosh, high school, senior high school, when I really started following Jesus, mm -hmm. I wanted to do it right. Mm -hmm. you know? um, and uh, yeah, so asking, is this a sin? Is this a sin? That That's kind of where I, I lived. And actually, like, I guess a little bit before that too. And so um, I got like really legalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so much so that I was like, I cut out, um, like all movies and like forms of entertainment because it was like, I, I ended up just creating these like additional rules, mm -hmm. um, beyond scripture. And, um, yeah, so I, I guess for me, you know, to your point that we asked the question, I, I think you're right. I think for some people it's like, is that a sin so that it's like, how close can I get to the line? Mm -hmm. And I think that we all do that for me. It was very much like, like legalistic. Yeah. And, um, I had to wrestle with that. And then, um, a mentor of mine was like, uh, he's like, you need to chill and <laughs> <laughs> you need to focus on, um, the freedom in Christ. Um, and you need to focus on like what he says to do or not to do and stop trying to create these extra rules. I, so I think it's kind of one of those things where um, you can be on opposite ends of the spectrum, I guess, or for creating a continuum mm -hmm. now, you know, it's like I can be really legalistic about it and I can create all these rules. But then I think of like Proverbs 35 through six, every word of God is tested. And he says, do not add to his rules lest he reprove you and you be proved mm -hmm. a liar. And so, and, um, and then you see the Pharisees who are adding additional rules on the scripture and tying heavy loads on to people. That they foreclose. themselves couldn't bear or their forefathers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you're, I think you're onto something with that illustration, like with my, with your wife, with your spouse, mm -hmm. um, where it's not like, what can I get by with not doing, mm -hmm. but instead shifting, it's like, okay, how can I love her? Well, cause that's, that's a different question and that influences behavior mm -hmm. differently, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. For me, I, th I think of the word delight. Um, when we, when we reduce God to the question of, is that a sin? I, I say reduce God because I think that that's a byproduct of that type of yeah. logical conclusion, you know, sure. when we end up on that path again, not saying obviously we should be, we should be intimately and soberly concerned with what grieves the spirit and what, what grieves yeah. God's heart and what makes God's grace cheap and all these things. Those should all be troubling, troubling things. However, um, sometimes I think if we, if we just look at it through the do's and don'ts, mm -hmm. we find ourselves reducing God to a, a, a just a rule maker. Yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. And, a um, you know, somebody with a, a yardstick that's going to slap your hands yep. when they walk by Definitely. your desk. And the opposite, I think is that, you know, as godly as you could possibly imagine, which we don't. Even a good father doesn't give a perfect image of God, but mm -hmm. we have an affectionate father mm -hmm. that we want to honor, that mm -hmm. we want, we have an affection in our hearts that yeah. the, 
wells up inside of us. Yeah. And I just wonder how much of that can be directly contributed to by how we approach that question. Is this mm-hmm. a sin? Is this not a sin? Yeah. I think it, it is indicative of, of, of a way of looking at God mm-hmm. and it also reinforces that same image. And so if I think of my kids, like I think of Ezra, let's say Ezra, Ezra is now gosh, nine, but let's say he's like legal driving age, you know, mm-hmm. and he's a teenager. And so I give him the keys to the car. He wants to go out and be with friends. And I say, okay, you got to be home by 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. He comes home at 11. Okay. So now I really have straight to, to the shed. And <laughs> 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 so like now I, I put, you know, um, I, I tighten the rules and say, okay, you have to be home by nine, mm-hmm. whatever. And if not, I'm going to take your keys. Okay. And so, but then let's say, you know, he's doing fine. And then he, let's say he comes home at, you know, nine rolls by 10 o'clock rolls by. And, and now it's like 11 o'clock. And then he finally shows up. I'm like, well, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I told you, you need to be home by nine. He's like, well, I was helping this homeless person, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Or it's like, okay, yeah, he didn't obey the law, mm-hmm. but what is my heart? Um, and my heart for him is that he would love people, even if that means going against potentially what my that law was specifically, right? It's mm-hmm. it's like the spirit versus the letters yeah, that you're talking about. For sure. Mm-hmm. And so and just thinking even of my my um my own story with legalism, when we uh what what I really had to do was focus on instead rather than like the negative like is that a sin mm-hmm. um it was really helpful for me just to go back to the first and greatest sec- first and second greatest commandment mm-hmm. um which thinking yes Jarrell talked about at the sermon um you know we talked about summer in the city mm-hmm. and um which was just two days ago so that's why it's on my mind but anywho um yeah and so then um I don't know. It it was helpful. It it opened up um my life, my heart, rather from being so stressed out all mm-hmm. the time. It's gotten nitpicking my every behavior, thought, emotion, you know. Yeah. So Yeah, I wonder or suspect that that may be an example of getting the cart before the horse. Mm. When we approach uh especially scripture, but just Christian living as a as a byproduct of scripture. Yeah as a list of do's and don'ts, you know, uh-huh. it's very easy and very, um, it can be very helpful <laughs> to search out the imperatives of scripture. Yeah. But I find that I, I actively keep myself rooted in the character of God mm-hmm. and then the imperatives instead yeah. of the imperatives to, inf- to necessarily inform me backwards. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't cheapen the imperative. And in, in fact, I feel like it offers a rich robustness to it that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're used to that legalism or you had an yeah. overbearing parent or something yep. like those can create a space where you, you, you go, Oh, I understand rules. This is very familiar to me. So God must be uh-huh. just like, you know, yep. so and so. Oh, for sure. Yep. Oh, that's yeah, totally. Um, Oh man, I just had a thought, Chris, and then it just went away. <laughs> it was gold. It was going to take the world by storm. Um, <laughs> oh man. I hate when that happens. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yes. Okay. So scripture, um, when you think about it, 
God was intentional about everything that was put into the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, every word of God is, is every word of the Bible is God breathed. And so every word is intentional. And, but when you think about it, um, not every scenario is, is in there for like me, mm-hmm. for like how to live. And so the Bible's not a checklist. It's not a to-do list. It's not a list of commands. And I, I always come back to it being wisdom literature because you need to spend time in scripture so that you can come to understand God mm-hmm. and the character of God, which will then influence how you live. Mm-hmm. Um, as a parent, I want my kids to be wise so that when they experience the ambiguities of life, they know what to do. Yeah. I don't want to give them a checklist. Like I don't want to give them a checklist when they go off to college and like, here's what you do in every situation. Then you're just a robot. You're just an automaton, Mm -hmm. but that's not what God is desirous of either. He, Mm -hmm. he wants people who want to follow in his ways and live wisely. And so, um, and that's, I think what scriptures, there for you know and because not everything we encounter in life the things that we encounter in life now um you know just even thinking about some of the cultural issues were not necessarily um uh, in the bible right i mean like people it were, was written to me it was written to you for you oh i'm sorry i meant it for was, me to, i got that mixed up <laughs> It was not. Paul wasn't writing to me when he wrote Thessalonica. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the letter, Chris Moore. Uh, no, you know it was written to people a long time ago, um, and then we extrapolate mm-hmm. extrapolate from their issues and the God's revealed character to our own lives. Yeah, I think that's why I value so much, and why one of the things that we do as a church, as part of our culture, is so valuable to me, is because. Um, the most clear um, example of God's character pertaining to humanity is the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so we can see his descending, you know, mm-hmm. his son descending from heaven to take on human flesh. Mm-hmm. And why I think it's imperative that we preach the gospel ourselves every day, scenario yeah. by scenario, because it reminds us of who God is. And if you can if you can understand him with clarity and with truth by the spirit revealed from the father, um, then you can, I think those affections have a natural mm-hmm. or supernatural way of orienting themselves rightly and mm-hmm. like flipping mm-hmm. almost. <laughs> this is a terrible example. You ever watch those videos where they throw toddlers in pools? <laughs> no, dude, they're horrifying. Sounds, they, they can swim, right? They can swim. They flip over on their back, but there's like moments what? where you're like pulling your hair out going, wow, get that baby out of the pool. Yeah. And there's people <laughs> in the pool with them, oh, okay. but yeah, they flip over and it's like that. It, it like, we're drowning in this world where we're just, <laughs> we, we can't quite make out God's character. And then we remind ourselves of the gospel and his spirit works that and boop, we flip <laughs> over. We got air. We can see the father now Fascinating. and we can float with a sense of stability for the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, until our, our big dumb toddler limbs yeah. flip us over in the water. <laughs> nice. That's an interesting <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, preaching the gospel. And I think um, all aspects, I think of even just the idea, I've been meditating on the idea that um, 
just personally that I'm beloved. And that's a part mm-hmm. of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Um, that you're beloved even when you were yet um, enemies. But I tend to be a doer, mm-hmm. right? And so then I tend to just innately think like, ah, I know the key to God's heart. I got to yeah. do more. I'm going to do so much beloved. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to do it. You're going <laughs> to love me so much. do the best much. beloved. <laughs> oh, that's a beast. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but... Like, no, the truth is, is like, I'm beloved or beloved, however you want to say, before I've done anything, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And then that then influences how you relate to people and what you do and like why you do what you do. So, yeah. Yeah, the fact that the scales have been tipped Mm -hmm. and they are tipped permanently and without um, any capacity for them tipping any further. you know, it, it really is, is an incredible testimony. And one of the things that I appreciate you pointing out is the, all the facets of the gospel, because it is mm-hmm. a, a beautiful gemstone that you can mm-hmm. turn and look at forever mm-hmm. and never exhaust, you know, so you see things like God's justice. Mm-hmm. You see that his justice was satisfied. It wasn't just put aside. So God cares about these things. He cares about justice mm-hmm. and law. Okay, we can understand that. God cares about mercy because he poured that out on us mm-hmm. through the death of his son. Um, while we were yet sinners, he mm-hmm. he died for us. Yeah. So I definitely find that that is a great, offers me a great deal of comfort. Yeah. Anytime I find myself um, just in my day-to-day life or you know, reading scripture going, okay, what, how am I supposed to understand this properly in the context of the gospel? Yeah. And I think, um, along those lines, I think of a book called the 3d gospel. Mm -hmm. Um, don't know if you read it. It's really, we read it as a staff. Did we? We did. I don't know. We did. We did. Did Mm -hmm. I'm going to copy of it because of you. Wow. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) I remember that. But yeah, I mean, there's so many facets and he, he talks about three, Mm-hmm. which tend to be like cultural proclivities. So mm-hmm. like ours tends to be that justice one, right? Like mm-hmm. legal sense. Um, and then like Asian cultures, right? Or like shame and honor. Mm-hmm. And then um, like Middle East, I think is like the power, fear power. Mm-hmm. And those still apply to us. I yeah. mean, um, who doesn't go throughout this life experiencing shame mm-hmm. and God then taking that shame yeah. and giving you honor and so then if you grew up with a parent who was always shaming you you can very probably clearly see their face you know scowling or being just approval yeah um, but instead that's not what god does he smiles at you yeah and he um hugs you and gives you glory and honor um you know or you don't have to be afraid of i don't know any number of things i mean mm-hmm. so for those cultures it would have been like demons and right stuff deities but, yeah but um, and those are just like three different aspects, but to your point, the, the, yeah, the gospel, the good news is very rich mm-hmm. and applies in so many different ways. So yeah. Anywho, there we go. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the long we can just stare at each other awkwardly. <laughs> it's you, you, you close this down, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> are we time to close down? And we are at time to close down. I'm wow. tired of talking. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you just recorded a podcast with uh, with Jarrell. Yeah, yeah. I did. no, no, no. I enjoy this. I'm not tired of talking. Um, yeah. So we we uh, I think can ask ourselves genuinely, oh. how do we delight God? Um, not as a means of like 
garnering greater yeah. affection mm-hmm. from him because he's poured out every good and heavenly thing um, for us. But but as a a delight that bubbles up naturally by looking at the Father, looking in His face through Scripture, looking at the Gospel and His mm-hmm. affections and actions towards humanity, and allowing that to stir up through the help of the Spirit, mm-hmm. that affection to not say how much can I get while I'm here on earth mm-hmm. or like how close can I get to the line and, you know, still enjoy maybe some proximity to my previous sins or, you know, maybe I don't want to have conversations with people. I just kind of skirt the issue um, and instead say, what, what would please you father? Mm-hmm. What would ble- please you the most um, naturally? Yeah. Supernaturally. Mm-hmm. When I say natural, I don't mean natural man. But that is in my head every time I say it. I'm like, it's not natural, Chris. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank cool. you for chewing on that with me. <laughs> Glad to. <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, hopefully you've been encouraged by that. I know that we all find ourselves doing sometimes and we find ourselves uh, tempted by sin and trying to navigate difficult issues in life. And we can all use a reminder to look back to the father, look at the gospel and let that inform our heart and the things that we tell ourselves about him and how we approach him and this Christian life and the people around us. So until the next episode, bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.